Good evening, everyone. This is Talk Time with Elga, and we are back on Monday. And today we have another special guest. I have to keep saying that because so blessed to have all the special guests on our show that are so talented and bring so much to the table. So I would like to introduce to you right now, entrepreneur, author, fitness trainer. I mean, the list could go on and on. Filmmaker, director, JR. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing fabulous. So um, I want to first allow you to introduce yourself. Uh, the first thing I have to make sure that viewers know that, you know, you were Mary J. Blige's fitness trainer for, you know, many years, which that in itself is a great accomplishment. But you just, all the things that you've accomplished, I mean, we could sit here for hours, but I definitely would love for you to introduce um, yourself and what you're up to now and what you're looking forward to in the future. Gotcha. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I was um, Mary J. Blige's trainer for about five years and it kind of propelled my career to the things that I'm doing now, such as um, writing and, um, you know, curating different stories for television, um, creating content for film and, you know, um, things like that. Um, it was a career that I pretty much never thought of myself getting into. I've always been a creator and very creative. Um, I started off in television, but on the business side and well, fast you know, forward. You've always been a businessman, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and it kind of, you know, I just used those skills that I learned back then and and just wanted to create. I always thought, thought I was going to be in music and I actually worked in music for a bit and came Mary J. Blige's trainer and fast forward and here I am now. So let's go back a little bit because I know viewers are dying to know, like, how do you even become, it's, it, it's not even about the famous person but how did you even get from Tampa to, to becoming Mary J. Blige's, you know, fitness trainer? I mean, how, how do you even get to that? Um, well, leaving Tampa after high school, you know, going to college, graduating college, then going to get another degree, which led me to New York. Um, I had an internship at MTV Networks, which lasted for about three weeks. And then I was, my internship was with MTV Networks, but the branch was VH1 Classic. And they hired me. And from there, I worked for VH1. And I know I'm making this story longer than what it is, but that's what brought me to New York. And being in New York, you meet a lot of people. You go through a lot of different careers. You may start here and end there. Um, I met someone and I end up working at a, the record label in which Mary J. Blyser and her ex-husband used to own. It was called Matriarch. And from there, I used to work, I worked there alongside um, her A&R rep. And I was pretty much an assistant A&R rep for him. And I worked there for a year. So I knew her, you know, I, I had a, the, um, the ability to to meet a ton of people just by working there and being in that 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 their presence 
um, a year later, I well, a year of working there, I left and I became a personal trainer. And working at Tenafly Racket Club, becoming their head trainer, honing my skills there, learning a lot from different other celebrity trainers, such as a Mark Jenkins, who used to be Mary J. Blige's trainer, who trained D'Angelo, Beyonce, you name them, Mark Jenkins trained. He is, he's an amazing person, an amazing trainer. Wow, and I can't he, wait to be his friend. I, Okay, I can't wait for you to introduce me to him for anything, but just for the knowledge of it. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's trained everyone. And, you know, he was kind of like a mentor telling me, like, what to do and this and stuff like that. Not as a trainer, but as a mentor, as in the training business, the business side. And the opportunity came where Mary J. Blige's husband gave me a call. But prior to the call, I was, I only had two clients because I had quit my job at City Fly Racket Club because I was like, I want to branch out on my own. So I branched out on my own. I had two clients. And when I tell you, I'm laughing and smiling about it now. But at the time, I was in a black hole because living in New York and New Jersey, you know how expensive it is up here. And you're not surviving with two clients. Oh, yes. And no, you're <laughs> not. Maybe you're paying for like Subway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm sitting here and I'm in my bed and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm praying. I'm literally praying. I'm like, God, send me a sign. I don't know what to do. I am definitely struggling right now. I need your help. Um, that was on a Monday. That Tuesday, the very next day, Mary J. Blige's husband gives me a call, asked me to, um, if I would like, if I had time to train them, they want to see, you know, how well I work. And I was like, sure. Um, let me check my schedule trying to be, you know, like, let me check my schedule, you know, you're so funny, you know, you're like, oh my God, what schedule? So I literally waited an hour, like an but hour. That was, good. that was good though. I have to give it up yeah. to you. That was, that was some good no, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't be too, you know, <laughs> desperate out there, you know? No, I but, got um, you too. So I called back and they're like, all right, tomorrow, which would have been Wednesday. Great. So I'll go train her, train him. Um, after I finish, you know, I leave. I get a call about an hour later from her, their, their, her assistant saying, hey, Mary, want to do, you know, um, use you again for the rest of the week. I was like, great. So I come back, train her again, train the husband again. And he asked me, he said, hey, can I talk to you once you finish cleaning up the gym? I was like, sure. And so I finish up and he looks at me. He's like, what are, you, what are your plans for the summer? I was like, well, I wrote this um, non-scripted show that I'm supposed to shoot a pilot for in September. He's like, when? I was like, June 3rd. He was like, great. We're going on tour June 6th. 6th can you come? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, we want to, he's like, you're good. He's like, you're really dope, actually. He's like, you've done, th you've, you've shown us things that other trainers have never shown us. You have your own style, your own technique. And I'm like, awesome, great. I get in the car and I just, and I'm like crying because I'm like overwhelmed with joy because Growing up in Tampa, I always wanted to be a backup singer <laughs> and I always wanted to tour the world. And I'm like, it's amazing to me how God works in mysterious ways that maybe I'm, I'm not touring the world as a singer, but I'm touring the world as a personal trainer. 
but yet I'm still touring the world. I'm like, God is amazing. And that's how I ended up training Mary for like the next four and a half, five years. Man, what, what was it like, to, you know, chilling with her? I mean, like, I mean, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth. If I was chilling with Mary J. Blossom, we would get no fitness done. Okay. No, but like, you know, but I think that, you know that what it is. That would be my homegirl. We would be chilling. No. Like, I mean, we just, I, I just see her as such a cool, down to earth person. No, I mean, granted, she is. But yeah. you also have to look at it as, this is my, you know, like, so I, I understand. And a lot of people ask me that. And I tell people, I, first and foremost, I approach it as a professional. If, if I look at it like this, Mary's not hanging out and chilling with her attorney. So that's how I approach right. it. If she asks me, hey, JR, what are you doing? Want to grab something to eat? Sure. There have been times Mary and I and her assistant have gone and grabbed something to eat. You know, well, Jerry, what are you doing? I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? But so maybe I, because, well, you approached it, first of all, in a business aspect, which I Yes, and I kept it business. And don't get me wrong, there have been times, you know, where we're all hanging out, you know, just talking, shooting, you know, just talking, just talking about anything. But when, when and it was time to do my job, I did my job when my job was over. You know, you have to fill the room. You know, you just don't just sit there and you don't. I always say never invite yourself. Always have them invite you, no matter That's who it amazing. is. That's amazing. And I kept it like that, you know, yeah. and I never wanted to be like, you know, you know, I, I'm honest. Mary, I've all, you know, I tell them every year, I've always been a huge fan, always. But now I've known you for so long, it's like, that fandom well, not, but i just mean on the but i just mean on you know the aspect of not about uh, about that's why i go back to not about the famous aspect i don't know if it's because maybe we're from tampa and there's so many people that have made it that have come out of tampa that we're friends with you know like channing mm -hmm. Tatum, you mm -hmm. know went to school with him i remember writing him pink slips because he would be late and you know all <laughs> kinds of stuff homecoming seeing him dancing and people tell me i'm like okay his name is not channing it's chan you know yeah. but I, I don't we I, maybe again it's because of where we came from um you know there's other actors that we we know you know such as you know jimmy they call him mm -hmm. jr off power but so many more people that came out of tampa that we grew up with personally that we know so yeah. i totally relate to what you're meaning but i'm not meaning it as far as a famous aspect i remain i mean it more as of like i could totally of course she's an amazing artist but i could totally see us her and i like just being homegirls yeah you know? yeah that thing about it like you know if i ever you know had you know training or like finished trip mary i want to tell you something I, she yeah she's the person yeah what's going on yeah, she's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's definitely that person. Yeah, Mary, I need your oh. advice on something. <laughs> I love that. So, um, if as far as the fitness aspect is concerned, man, if 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 you could give any advice to your past self of when you first started, like I I know you came from Tampa, you went to college, 
you know, then moved to New York, started an intern, you know, tell me a little bit about that, how that started. Um, the fitness or interning? Um, well, both. I mean, okay, both. So. We both want to know how, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure all the viewers want to know how that even began. Like somebody um, wants to be a fitness trainer, for an example, and a lot of people get stuck, like either in Tampa. I just mentioned Tampa because that's where we're from, but yeah. wherever someone's from. Well, man, I look at it as, I looked at it as, you know, like, I love Tampa. I love my hometown. And, but I knew I was never going to accomplish the things I wanted to accomplish being in, in Tampa. Um, there's an old saying saying that if you want the money, you have to go over where the money is. And for me, I wanted to be in music. So I had to go where the music was at that time. We're talking about 2000. Two, no, 2003, 2004. Yeah, because I moved to New York in 2004. And I knew I wanted to be growing up. My dream was to be a music exec, work in the music industry. So I had to go where that industry was. So, you know, my advice is whatever you want to do, you have to go to where those things are, you know? And so that's what, that is what prompted me into moving to New York and getting the intern. I was 24 interning. I was the oldest intern, but I didn't care. You know, I'm like, sometimes you have, like my best friend always say, when you humble yourself, God opens up doors. I was the only intern that got hired literally after three weeks of an intern. The intern was supposed to last all summer. So, cause I bust my behind. I interned five straight days. Like then, and we weren't getting paid doing our intern. So I bust my behind. And I had an, a, one, a wonderful experience there. And it was just time for me to move on. And I moved on to another career. And What's as- your other career? Now that we're, we're talking a little bit about that, tell me a little bit about the next, your next moves. So my next move, believe it or not, before fitness and before music um, was actually, I came back to Tampa for a year and a half and I worked as a business analyst. And I tell everyone this, it's the, and it's the truth. It's for me going from the entertainment industry, transitioning into straight finance was okay, the it was most probably horrible. Oh, it was god awful. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm so, so, uh, because- I think believe you. This. Think about this. Think about being 24, 25, 26 at the height of MTV networks, working there in that environment all day, every day, and then leaving, then going to straight finance. I was, it was a culture shock. Sorry, man. I'm sorry, but I've known you for a long time and I cannot imagine <laughs> you in finance, okay? That is not happening. <laughs> Yeah, and it was it was like wow, and I didn't like for me not was not that I wasn't good at my job, but I hated my job. I hated, and I was like, I gotta go. So I moved back to New York. I'm like, I can't be here. It's not working. So I came back to New York, and just knowing some people, I got opportunity to work in music, and that's where I met Mary, and that's where I started working there, and I had a great time. You know, being in a studio, watching these amazing artists 
you know, just use their genius coming up with different songs. And like, it's the most amazing thing for me sure. as somebody who always loved music and who grew up in music, like to be there and witness it, some of your idols, uh, you know, producers, and it was phenomenal. And, you know, it was 2010, I got laid off. It was like, oh my gosh, I was heartbroken. Like, I kid you not. I was 30 years old and i never forget when I lost my job, I cried. I called my dad. I cried at 30. I, I couldn't stop crying. And the day I got laid off, my best friend just so happened to be up here. And I never forget. He looked at me. He's like, you good? Because we've known each other since we were kids. And he knew this is all I ever wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And he, he knew I wasn't good. And I was like, okay. And for a while, I didn't know how I was going to revamp and redesign and recreate my career. I didn't know. I, didn't, I, I kept forcing myself, I got to get back in music, get back in music, get back in music. But sometimes you have to let go and let God. And it literally, kid you not, my dad called me one day. He's like, why don't you become a trainer? You just won a fitness show. You flew back to Tampa. You was Mr. Tampa. You won. He was like, you know what? You know the body. You look amazing. You just won a freaking fitness show. He was like, <laughs> how many people? He's like, you your own marketing billboard. All you have to do is take your shirt off. He was like, you'll get a million clients. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And I'm, this is me. I'm like, whatever. I was like, I have two degrees. He was like, hey, humble yourself become a trainer. So I did. That's and awesome. I'm the kind of person, no matter what I do, if I start it, I'm going to finish it and I'm going to be the best at it. So, and I don't, don't get me wrong. I've always been blessed to be surrounded by amazing people. When I started at Tenafly Racket Club training there, the head trainer, what they flew, he was from Las Vegas in Reno. He worked in Reno. He trained professional boxers and he was amazing. I learned from this guy. I already knew Mark Jenkins. So it was like, it's crazy how God always had these angels in your place that you could learn from. And so I did. And so, well, I, and I have to just ask you this real quick. And I, and I, I love your story and it's so inspirational. And, and I, I, I definitely want to know more, but you know, now that you're talking about it, and I'm sure our viewers want to know when you're, when you're going through, if you look back and at those times when you were going through the struggling, and I know a lot of people have said, like, it's so easy, Elga, for you to say to have faith in God and, and have faith in God. But, you know, when you're going through those struggles, man, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard to, to, to go through that. What for you really pushed through? Like, and, and like to keep going or faith-wise? Yes, faith-wise and to keep going. Like, um, I know that your so, personality is not a type of person to give up, but I mean, I'm talking about like faith-wise, even when one so, door was closing, how, how did you say, you know what, I'm going to keep on going and not just throw your hands in the air? So let me say this, this and I'm going to use my dad as a reference again. And to me, there's no, no such thing as something small. And I remember, and this is going to sound funny and crazy, 
but it's some like we all have those things that you can always lean on. I remember I was in the eighth grade and I was at, at this um, at Temple Height. That's where I went to school in the eighth grade. And I tried out for the JV high school football team. And I was a running back. And I never forget the coach said, you're most likely going to be the third string running back. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And my dad was like, all you need is an opportunity. Just continue to work hard. The starting running back, he transferred high schools. So now I'm second string. The season still haven't started. The first string running back now gets hurt in practice. Now I'm the first string running back and I showed out in our first jamboree game, like rushed for 150 yards, three touchdowns, like, all I needed was an opportunity. And my dad always say, sometimes you just have to have faith in those opportunities will always come. And throughout my life, I've always had those opportunities and doors open. So I always lean on those, no matter how big and how small they were. I look at it like when I never thought in a million years I would be working in the music industry, but meeting one person Hey, let me introduce you to this guy. Okay, I meet this guy. We have lunch. We have a conversation. Two weeks later, he's calling me, offer, offering me a job. Like, you're a cool dude. You have a degree in Well, yeah, it, it's, all, it's all about who you know, and it's all about networking. That is for sure. But, I, is, but the thing about it, I, my faith comes from, like, using my faith is, like, I don't meet these people on accident. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I think all you. these people are play are put in place for a reason and a purpose. God like, does that. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. there, there's none. None of this is accident. And I can and, and let me like the best example is when, and this I'm gonna try to make this shorter. But when I was um when I first started to write, which leads into the career that I'm doing now, I was on tour. Is I, I was actually in Europe. I was on tour and I thought I had an idea for a show. And I asked my mentor, I come back, we fly back and me and my mentor are walking and I'm, I, I was like, hey, I got this idea. What do you think? She was like, I think that's phenomenal. I was like, what do I do? She was like, boy, you're smart. Figure it out and then I'll help you. Cool. I will do that. So I go online, I'm researching and I'm like, hey, my cousin, he's in my cousin, he, he's an amazing writer. He's an actor. Let me call him. Cuz, what do you think? Let's figure it out. Cool. And now I'm just using my resources. I, you know, and I, and I, and, and those doors start to open. So I create this show, call my mentor again. What does she say? Hey, I think I know someone who can help you. Get on the phone with this guy. Hey, this may be something Lala Anthony Michael Strahan may be interested in. What? Really? We start meeting those people. Next thing you know, I'm in LA pitching my show. It's like, wait, how did all this happen in a year and a half? From the conception of me having this idea to a year and a half later, I'm in LA. Because God is always working. Like you can't rush it. You can't force it. Sometimes we just have to be patient. Granted, the funny thing about this, my, that, that show did not get picked up. So I could have got down on myself, 
I could have came back to New York and been like, ah, let me just throw in a towel. The show didn't get picked up. What am I going to do now? But no, what I, hey, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to continue to create because guess what? Like I said, God, those people who are friends and who are mentors, I think there are, they are more than that. They are your angels. They're yeah, all the people. And, who and, and, and when you say, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, mm -hmm. I have to emphasize this. Patience is a virtue, man. And it is the struggle is real. I, yeah. It is so hard to be patient. It but is extremely hard. God always comes through. Yeah, always. Always. Patience is, you, you, you have to learn to, it's like an acquired taste. You have to learn to love it. You have to learn to love it. And, but let me just finish this up. So I come back and my cousin and I, we're just creating and creating, creating. And I, we, we create this amazing show. But prior to creating that show, I, I, I was uh, um, invited to this party, this big party, a launch party for an app. And I wasn't going to go. I, I had no intention of going to this party because it was a blizzard that day. It was a snowstorm. So the mm -hmm. owner of the app, he says, I need you to come. I really want you to come. It'll be great. So he sends me a car. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to go. So I go, go to this party and I'm at the bar at this party. And this lady comes up, she introduced herself. She's like, so what do you do? And I was like, I'm a trainer. And she's like, nice to meet you, but what do you really do? I was like, I'm a personal trainer. I train Mary J. Blige, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you're the first trainer I ever seen to wear a $3,000 suit. And I was like, well, you know, that's what happens when you train so Oh, you ain't, you ain't never seen nobody like me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but, but you know what, though? And, I, and, and honestly, like I said, God always send you something. Yeah. And it's so crazy because you know what? This lady which I just got off the phone with her, funny thing is, but she kept pressing because she knew it was something. She knew it. I don't know what made her kept asking it, asking this question, but she literally said, but what do you really do? And I'm like, okay, all right. And she was like, I'm a producer for HBO. I would love to see what you, what you have written. And I'm wow. like, oh, Okay, now think about it. I wasn't gonna go to this party. This lady happens to approach me at the bar. There was a hundred plus people at this party. How do I meet this person? God works in mysterious ways. So make a long story short, I show her a project that I did. She was like, great. And then I send her a show my cousin and I wrote. I was like, what do you think about this? She said, I need you to meet with me. I meet with her, she's like, the reason why you and your cousin aren't getting a lot of push, you don't know anyone. You guys should come to Sundance. We go to Sundance. At Sundance, same thing. When I tell you it's crazy how, my, how I ended here, I'm at a party. The lady at, who hosts the party looks, looks around the room and literally says, I see new faces that could be the next amazing writer, director, or actor here and no one's talking to them. You all old faces, go meet some new people. The lady at the table that I'm standing to, she reached out, she introduced herself. 
And I say, hey, this is the mom, JR. This is my cousin, blah, blah, blah. She was like, hey, I'm such and such at Warner Media. I was like, oh, okay, wow, great to meet you. I didn't push it, didn't force anything. I just so happened to see the same lady at the party the very next day. And I go approach her and I was like, hey, how you doing? She was like, let me finish this conversation. JR meet such and such, such and such just so happened to be an executive at HBO. And she said, I want to ask you a question. I was like, cool. So she comes up, she puts her arms around my cousin and myself, and she says, tell me your show. And I'm telling her this show. And she's like, that's amazing. And then she starts talking about who she is and what she does. And in the midst of that, She's something she said that triggered something in my head. And you always have to be prepared when the opportunities present themselves. My cousin and I have literally created about 30 shows. We're prepared for any genre, no matter what it is. And she says something and I knew it would resonate with her. And I look at my cousin and I'm saying, and I tell him, I was like, hey, tell her about salvation. And so my cousin began to, and her eyes literally light up. It was like in a movie, like she looks at, she's like, wait, what? Is this real? And we're like, yeah. She's like, how far along are you guys on? And we're, so we having this conversation. She whips out her phone. She takes our email. And she's like, I'm emailing you guys. Matter of fact, she emailed us at eight o'clock the next morning while we're at Sundance. Literally, we wake up to this email. Next thing you know, Wow. Fast forward three months, four months later, we end up signing a deal with Warner Media. That is amazing. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible. So, I mean, really, it's like never give up on your dreams, man. Keep on going. How, you know, one last question for the viewers out there who still have no idea what their passion is, still don't know what they want to do or where they want to go or what they want to become, or even if they know, but they're in fear of actually going out and doing it, uh, what advice would you give them? You have to have faith, not only in God, but in yourself. You just have to realize that uh, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's going to be hard, but if you, have a, if you have a passion and a dream to achieve something, you just got to go do it. You only have one life. You're only going to be on this earth one time. So I guess my dad always say, when you die, it's better to be all bruised and battered up because you gave it your all. Instead of going in there clean, get dirty. Go get dirty with it. Absolutely. You know Not only that, at the end get, of your life, man, you, at the end of your life, you want to say, I want to say at least I, you know, I did everything I could. I went out there and I did my thing. I went out there yeah. and I gave it a hundred percent. Because you never I know. Failed, That's the thing about it. Yeah. You yeah. never know. You never know. You never know who you may meet. You never know. You never know how one turn can literally change your entire life. You just gotta 
have the balls and do it. Yep, and persevere, man. But um, one last thing. First of all, JR, you know, I love you so much. I'm so grateful and thankful um, to have you as a guest on our show today. But one last thing before we wrap up that I know another thing that viewers are dying to know is what is your next project? Um, well, since Corona's here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, so we basically we're just waiting. We're being patient. More time and, to write, man. More yeah. time to write. So we're just being patient, and as as we're being patient, we're just writing and creating another, hopefully, an uh, another amazing show or film. We haven't figured it out, but um, right now we're just waiting to this thing is lifted, and hopefully we start shooting the pilot to the the pilot to this show that we have a deal with, with Warner Media. I can't really give well, you any can't information. Disclose it, but yeah, you can't I can't really give it. you anything right now, but um, we're just waiting, you know, just- We're just speaking it into existence. Yeah, because everything yeah. is ready. The script is done. We're just ready to get on this plane and head to X location in x y and z <laughs> yeah so that's next for me well you know what like i said jr i wish you all the blessings in the world um you for sure will always continue to be in my life until the day we die so i can't wait to see you grow i can't wait to support all your films um Thank you so much for, for being a guest on our show. We look forward to so many more hot topics. I can't wait in the future to bring you back after all this coronavirus is concerned and everything is over and um, to see where after our conversation, where this has gone to and led to. For anyone who wants to join, ask a question or even just make a comment on our topics, please feel free to reach out to us at www.faithdrivenservices.com or you can email us at faithdrivenservices at gmail.com. Until ne next Monday for more talk hot topics, this is Talk Time with Elga. I hope everybody has a great night. Thank you so much, JR. Thank you. Uh